0: Sonogo driving to the oh, cup. Awesome Adama Sinnogo at the rim. Ajax is waiting. Stays with it. Puts it back. Ajax. Oh, oh, with the finish. Looks it off to Malik Beasley. Sets his feet. Not there. Oh, oh. Of Ajax. Where in the heck did he come flying in from? Is there a new nickname that we're going to have to introduce because you are the Energizer Bunny out there? But how do you feel about Action Jackson? I love it. I love it. They used to call me that at UConn, so what's wrong with it? He's got off for three. How about a triple from the corner? Just yes, so when they drew it up. Off should rise. over Kyrie. he will. On the run with the left hand. Jordan is home. out here killing. He out here killing. He's a oh. flat is what he is. Hey, we Hoopers, man, so it don't matter what time we get in. Just so it's basketball on the court, we're going to Oh, yeah, we be Hoopers, baby. Let's go. It is time for another edition of Huskies and the Pros podcast. Today is Monday, January 15th, episode 19 of The Pod. As always, I'm Brian Dossel, your host for this week's edition. What a weekend it was for Husky fans. Tons of great basketball, both in Connecticut and professionally. And that's why I I updated the intro for this past week. Just so many great uh, calls, just so many great moments. Figured it was worth starting that uh, to kick off this podcast. So, yeah, we're going to talk Adama Sunogo. We're going to talk Andre Drummond, decrease in minutes. Uh, a, a player, a, a former UConn player, has been traded. Uh, but let's – and, of course, Andre Jackson. But let's start with Jordan Hawkins. Hawkins had a career night on Saturday night against the Dallas Mavericks. And going in, it was – you knew he knew that he was going to have an opportunity to play a lot of minutes. He ended up playing 35 minutes. And that was because four main Pelican players were out due to injury in this one. It was a back-to-back and it was a late back-to-back because Friday night they played in Denver. It was a 10 o'clock tip-off, uh, 10 p.m. 10 p- 10 p. Eastern. And then they played at 7, 8 p.m. Eastern. It was just a quick turnaround. They they got they got to the hotel. The Pelicans got to the hotel at 4.30 local time. Really, I, because of the back-to-back, there was just multiple players out, including three starters with Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, T.J. McCollum, and uh, Trey Murphy, one of their uh, key guys off the bench. So all four of those guys were out, and that allowed Hawkins to play a pivotal role in that one. And, of course, as we all know, he had a career-high 34 points. He made 11 field goals. That's the most in his career so far. Six three-pointers, five rebounds, four assists, two steals in those 35 minutes. Obviously, was a huge contributor and a reason why that they beat the Mavericks 118-108. to 108. And this team is deep, folks. It is deep. And that's why he gets some DMPs or like the night before he played two minutes of garbage time. This team is deep. They are very, very good. This is, although they don't have the experience, they don't have the playoff experience. On paper, they have the depth to make a long postseason run, to be a top seed, to be a legit NBA Finals contender. But Hawkins was just on one last night. It's. It's so fun to watch. Uh, he's just he's hitting shots off the screens, of course, him right around fighting off those screens. He's scoring plays off a broken place. He had three turn- turnovers, I believe, and one of his turnovers actually turned into three points for him. It was a – It was actually, I'm not sure if they would rule us a, a turnover on him, but the ball went to the corner. He went to go save it. He just threw it behind him, hoping that one of his teammates would get it. A Maverick got it. Had it for a second, turn it over, and then Hawkins was uh, open in the wide open for the corner that led to a three-pointer. Hawk cleaned up misses. He had a nice putback on a, on a layup coming off a miss. Six for eight from the free throw line. Just did it in numerous ways, not just the three ball. Obviously hit six, six three-pointers, but Hawkins did it all offensively on Saturday night against the Mavericks. Again, in a 10-point victory on the road. His two best games have been on the road. It's the second 30-point game of his career. He did that a few months ago at Denver at the defending NBA champions, uh, Denver nuggets. So both of those 30 plus point games coming away from new Orleans. And of course, all this is just is how come he doesn't play? How come he doesn't get a great opportunity? We're all freaking out about it. Pelicans fans are are also freaking out about it, but you know, who's not, you know, who is showing patience, Jordan Hawkins, take a listen. I mean, if you look back to my whole career, um, yeah, Starting in high school, um, when I transferred to DeMatha, uh, I wasn't the number one option. I wasn't really that guy. Uh, then going to college, my freshman year, I wasn't that, the number one option until my second year. So um, just building up, coming to the league, that, that helped me a lot. Um, from my first, Especially my freshman year in college, I really wasn't playing a lot at all. There'll be some games that I didn't play, so I always had to keep my head up. And when I got the opportunity, um, I had to be ready. This kid's gonna be so good, man. Just a great head on his shoulders. Extremely mature for his age. Says all the right things. Uh, does all the prepares the right way. I mean, he averaged just under 15 minutes a game his freshman year at UConn. I mean, he was he averaged five points a game his freshman year. You know, you you have to remember that is is he wasn't a regular starter for even UConn two years ago, and of course it's it's very easy to see these games go off and he should be game awareness. I, I, I hope again, I've been last week he scored, what was it? 13 points in six minutes. And that tied for it like tied the, the team for points that night uh, in a Pelicans loss. And, and here I am on, on this episode telling you the same thing, like here's another reason why he should be playing, but the patience that Hawkins is displaying is kind of a brush of uh, a breath of fresh air. It's something that I think UConn fans should really take a, take a, to listen to and, and take a deep breath as well pelicans fans as well this kid's a rookie but basically what all this means is that hawkins is trusting the process he just as he said when when he transferred to math didn't play right away when he came into uconn didn't play right you know didn't play it wasn't the, the guy right away it's something that you got to kind of pave your way you know maybe in, in, in this case injuries kind of got to go your way and once years you know, seasons turn over, roster uh, management, roster changes, roster shifts, that sort of thing. So this kid gets it. He has the patience. We all should too. It's very hard in the moment. I, I, if like I said, I do believe this is a this this is a team that can make a deep run in the NBA postseason, and I think he'll be part of that. I don't think he's playing 25 minutes a game, but I think he's going to have some kind of a role. And when it comes down to it, when when benches get smaller, perhaps games like this, or he'll have his opportunities where he plays for a few minutes, go hit a couple threes, and change the game because he can be a spark plug off the bench. It's weird for us to say that as Husky fans, that he can be a spark plug off the bench, given his scoring, given that he can score 34 points in a game. But that's how the Pelicans see him. In future seasons, when they reorchestrate their and reorganize their roster. They're going to build around Jordan Hawkins and keep him in the in the main rotation. It's going to happen. They're not trading him. <laughs> like it's it'd be absolutely crazy unless they get an offer they can't refuse for for a solidified superstar. They are not going to trade Jordan Hawkins after last night. After especially after what Hawkins said, and and he also he comments about going down to the G League and how he didn't. He didn't take any offense to it, just to go down there. He got he was able to get his shots up, get some confidence back because he have not been playing much. And it was just one game, folks. It was one game. So whew, let's take a breather. I've been, I've been kind of saying this. Like this year, he's, he's not going to be playing 25, 30 minutes a game. We'll see what happens next year. But if Hawkins is being patient, then we should be being patient. That's the bottom line here. Trust Hawkins. We're still going to call for Willie Green to play for him, especially when he goes off for these games. And if he plays two minutes of garbage time next game, I'm, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to go off on him. But at, at its core, Hawkins understands the plan. And he also mentioned in his press conference that since day one, he's, since he's touched on New Orleans, he's been working with Corey Brewer, the former Florida uh, two-time national champion. And he said that like that's his guy. Like that that's 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 his dog. So um it seems like they work well together and he has explained to him kind of how the MBA works. And Hawkins is taking his his MBA job, like he literally calls it a job. He he says, I'm a pro. I'm 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 kind of paraphrasing this press conference that he all had. I I can't play all, all of it, but he he understands he's a player, right? We're fans, we're fanatics, we want him to play right away. He understands the process, he understands that. It's not necessarily all about this year. He understands that there's growth, that you have to kind of earn your way in, those types of things. He gets all that, so we should too. Andre Jackson, he recorded his first career double-double this past Saturday night against the Golden State Warriors, also in a win for the Bucs. And it appears Action Jackson is back in order, as you heard in the intro The and, and, and is on court. Post game press, uh, post game interview. He likes action. Jackson mentioned UConn. That's what he was called back back in store. So it seems like that's back on. But ten points, ten rebounds. He was five for eight from the field, two assists, and one big block in twenty eight minutes. I'm recording this as the Bucks game is currently going on. It's the third quarter. He got another start. His last three games, he's averaging just over twenty three minutes a game. So he he got the start. Um, Right now, he's got no points and one assist in 10 minutes. And Saturday night was his best game as a pro. He was everywhere. His block led to a Damian Lillard three-pointer, the energy guy. He's been mentioned as the Energizer Bunny for the Bucks, And kind of the same thing. He just does all the intangibles. But just great for Andre to have a game like that, have a a breakout game. The double-double was always coming. He got it on Saturday night. And that was really, really cool to see. Adama Sunogo mentioned a little bit at the top on Thursday night. Not only did he have that game tie and layup in front of Luke Murray, in front of Bill Murray, he tied a career high 32 points that night. It just sucks for him that the Windy City Bulls suck. They're like one in five, one in six. And I'll also mention that with the G League, there's like different seasons in a G League entirety of a season. So when I say one and five, one and six, they played more than those few couple games. There was because they have the showcase season and then it turns into the regular season. I don't really know the difference. Uh, but I mean, essentially he's been playing great, obviously. That doesn't change anything. Um, and then Sunday and then uh Saturday night, he put up twenty three and nine, another loss, but he is playing extremely well. As for his big man teammate. Up with a big club, Andre Drummond. His minutes have decreased, unfortunately, as Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine. This past week, their minutes restrictions were lifted. So Drummond, who was averaging 27 minutes a game in the seven starts that he made, he's gone back down to about 15 in the three games since. Hopefully, he gets traded. I don't know why. I like it's the Bulls are playing overall. The Bulls have been playing well recently. But hopefully he gets traded and hopefully he gets, he goes to a team. And we'll talk about more about this. We'll just have an episode about the trade headline uh, and he'll be the main vocal point. Him and Book Knight will be the main vocal point. Remember, a player did get traded, uh, f- a former Husky did get traded. That's just in a little bit. But in the seven star team made, Drummond made for the Bulls this season 14 points, 17.4 rebounds, 56% from the field, just over one block a game in nearly 28 minutes a game. But 14 and 17, it's all-star-like numbers. It's dominating numbers. And he has clearly shown that he can play at a high level. And he has shown that he can still play at a high level. And maybe he gets traded. I think as Husky fans would we'll be welcome, welcome to it. Hopefully it goes to a team that, that needs that sort of thing, that needs rebounding. But, again, we'll get into that more uh, with the trade deadline uh, show in a little bit. Jane's book night. The good news is this past uh, this past Monday, about a week ago, he scored for He scored his first first half points of the season. He had a three ball, and that's a good sign. Then the very next game, which was this past Wednesday, he played 20 minutes. That's the most NBA minutes he's played since the last game of the regular season last year. A bunch of the G League guys got called up including him, obviously, and and he was playing about 25 minutes a game in the last five games of the season. But he got a chance to maybe showcase his skills for the deadline. I don't know. But he did score eight points in those 20 minutes. However, the bad news is that the Hornets got healthy. LaMelo Ball, who was out for about six weeks, came back. Caleb Martin's back. P.J. Washington is back. He's been banged up and out of the lineup. And he went back to a DMP last game. And I'm going to, oh, let's see the, it went final. Let's see if he played. He didn't play through the third quarter. Oh, he did get in. Okay. He scored one point in two garbage time minutes in a 17 point loss to the heat. So unfortunately back to the book night minutes that we've been seeing for the season, it was encouraging. Obviously I knew there's a bunch of injuries with him. So I didn't make a huge, huge deal about it because I knew this was a possibility where he would just go back to these types of minutes. But it was good. And when he's been when he's played, he has shown that he can score the basketball. Let's hope another seat another team can do that. And to wrap up the show, the bad news sort of continues. Joey Calcantara is no longer on the South Bay Lakers roster on the on the G League, uh, on G So and I haven't seen him in box scores recently. And he hasn't played all that much. So my guess is that he got released. So I'm I'm saying he got released. It, it can be. It can be hard to to find these uh, sorts of things. And I I mentioned earlier that there's the showcase games and the regular season games. He hadn't played in a regular season game, and it's been about seven, eight games for for each team. He only played in five showcase games for the South Bay Lakers. He averages below three points a game. He shot 20% from three. The couple times that I did see him play, he was just chucking because he had to kind of force things because he wasn't playing all that much. In those five games, and really, he only really played in two games. The other games were just kind of a couple minutes here and there. But he only got a good bulk in a, in, a, in just really one or two games. So, unfortunately for Joey Cal- Joey California, he is no longer on the South Bay Lakers. Again, this is according to the uh, G League website. And um, unfortunately, I can't. I it's not all that surprising given how much his lack of playing time is. When I hear where he goes, I'm sure he'll get a chance overseas somewhere. I will certainly let you know. And perhaps Global, global Huskies as well. One of us will, will track that down. But certainly want to see him play somewhere and get an opportunity to continue knocking down three pointers. And this I completely missed. This happened last Monday. So uh, a week ago from the release of the pod, Amita Braima was traded. He was traded to the Grand Rapids Gold, the Nuggets affiliate, the Santa Cruz Warriors, the Golden State uh, affiliate. Uh, in exchange, the Nuggets, the Grand Rapids Gold, they got Ja'Cory McLaughlin and a 2024 second round pick. So Bryma, who averaged just below seven points a game, 4.6 rebounds, 1.7 blocks and 16.9 minutes with Grand Rapids. I think he has a clear path to the NBA. I think this is a this is a really good opportunity for Brima. Again, obviously no guarantees here, but I think this is a good situation for Amita because let's face it, with, with Denver, with Nikola Jokic, with Aaron Gordon, with those types of being the fen NBA champions, there wasn't really any room for Amita Brima to get any sort of a call up. But with Golden State, There might be a chance. I mean, this is a team that is just going to be experimenting with things. Steve Kerr likes to tinker with with his lineups. Nothing seems to be working for them this year. They are getting Draymond Green back tonight from his suspension. He's going to make his return. But you never know. They don't really have that dominating big. They don't have Nikola Jokic down low. So who knows if he plays well enough, he might get that opportunity. If they're looking for size, if they're looking for a shot blocker, you have a seven-foot seven three guy now in your G-league team who can maybe be a bit of a spark plug. I think it's a promising opportunity for me to it here. He made his debut for the Santa Cruz this past Friday, six points, 11 rebounds, two blocks in 19 minutes. That's encouraging numbers. I know it's not as, as gaudy as uh, you know Adamas and Ogo's G-league numbers, but things like that, again, when you're seven foot three, who knows? I'm going to put it about a 15% chance that we see Amita Brima in the in the NBA this season with the Golden State Warriors. I, th- I think I think something might happen there. I think there's a reason why they went out and got got him. I guess for UConn's fans' sake, let's hope they don't. The Warriors don't get a, a a huge big, a dominating big before the trade deadline. But right now, I think I think there's promise there. I think there's a real opportunity potentially that if Brima can play well, he might get the call up to to the Warriors, and and we'll see if he does. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. Hope you enjoyed it. The next couple of weeks, as I mentioned, we'll talk about the NBA trade, de- trade deadline and how that affects our Huskies. Again, Hawkins will not be on that block. I'm not even going to get into it with him. It's not going to happen. But obviously we focus be focused more on James Booknight, focused on Andre Drummond. And, um, you know, with, with that coming up, I, I want to start pitching and getting out there. Let's get Andre Jackson to the NBA dunk contest. Let's get Jordan Hawkins into, into the three-point contest. How cool would that be? But for now, have a great week, folks, and go Huskies.